Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast Minisode. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by Tommy Pickles, a.k.a. Tommy Knuckles, a.k.a. Tommy New Metal, there it is. a.k.a. Tommy Valley. <laughs> so, Tom, we, uh, we're wrapping up our, uh, our I guess, reviews. <laughs> reviews, right? I guess is what you would yeah, call re- this. The review of the three-part series, Fear Street. Fear Street. We're wrapping it up. The uh, the third installment, Fear Street Part Three, sixteen sixty six. Now, now, Tom, I, I I think we've both agreed that we wanted to watch the entire trilogy to uh, better gauge how we feel about all the films, like as a whole. We haven't really yeah. given it a a a rating. If you want to say that, I don't really like ratings because I think people obviously with social media, no one ever agrees, but we didn't really, like, we talked about liking it or things we didn't like and yada, yada, yada. But I think in this mini-sode, we'll, we'll, we'll cement, we'll, we'll set it in stone what we think of the trilogy as a whole after talking about 1666 or technically 1666 and 1994 part yeah, two i they do don't like advertise how they did that, that. Yeah. yeah they did well i i figured because we have been going back and forth between you know uh the, the kids in 1994 and then these you know flashbacks or you know, other set pieces, different eras of the town of Shadyside and Sunnyvale. But real quick, as always, spoiler warning, because we're going to be kind of just all over the place talking about shit that happened in this final installment of Fear Street. So off the bat, uh, Tom, what did you think of uh, 1666? Honest to God, it's my least favorite one. Hmm. And I know that that's actually a controversial take. Some people think it's the best one. Some people really fell for the lore, the mm-hmm. love story that was being pulled together. And I, I don't know. It just the most boring part was the period piece. Okay. It I don't know. Maybe because like you know I've seen movies like The Witch. Yeah. And just kind of being someone that's very into history, it was it was kind of a drag for me. And okay. I feel like I get what they're trying to do. And it is tragic, but I think there could have been a better way to reveal the tragedy of like the the real tragedy of Sarah Fay. Okay. Like the real, like the real, like because like that's what ultimately what it is. She was pretty much the scapegoat because of her sexuality. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's but like it just it felt weird watching. Like it's hard. <laughs> I don't know if they sold it well enough because like it's for the most part I felt like the first half. Yeah. Was me just watching a bunch of people in make believe 1666 blaming lesbians for being witches and it really felt weird and I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> too keen on it. I could see why some people think it's amazing. I didn't particularly care for it. Like I feel like cuz that's I get what they're trying to do and I feel like it's just been done a little better and I got bored. <laughs> I do think I think the second half where they bring it back to 1994 that was a little better for me. Mm-hmm. I liked that more. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't know. I, I wasn't a huge fan. And I know I'm in the minority. I know that there, more uh, people, more people liked it. I think I think there's people that that didn't like uh, this installment. I think there. It seems like it's. It, this is what I I've I've taken from this whole Fear Street trilogy thing, from what I've seen on social media, which can be a very toxic place. It looks like people over the age of like thirty. Like people around my age, like mid thirties, hated this. 
<laughs> like, like in general, the entire trilogy of films, they did not like them. They either got bored during the second one or they thought like the middle one was the best one because it reminded them again of Friday the 13th and stuff like that. Um, or again, if you're younger, you enjoyed it and you loved all three of them and you were excited for, you know, for Friday to come so you can continue on with the story. Uh, my take on the whole 1666 thing, I dug it. Um, I enjoyed, I, I liked, I enjoyed the concept. I like that the character, uh, is it what Dina? Is it Dina is the main character, right? Yeah. Uh, I like the whole, uh, idea of her going back and kind of embodying the, I guess, her spirit or soul. Again, it's not ex explained. She touches the, uh, when she completes the corpse of Sarah Fear with the hand and the skeleton and the body, combining them, she kind of goes back and she's aware of what, she's reliving what Sarah Fear went through. And and she knows it, ex like she knows exactly what happened by experiencing that. I do like that concept. I do wish she was more aware, like, it's like that character from 1994 um, is is going, is, she's reliving what happened to Sarah Fear, but she knows. Like, she's more in control of the situation. Gotcha. But, but I guess they didn't want to go that route. There's just kind of like, she's reliving, again, very flashbacky. She's reliving what happened to Sarah Fear and experience. I did like that. Now, I will say... Some of the accents were kind of off and a little strange, like the actors yeah. kind of putting on. What what would you call it? It wasn't a was it an Irish accent and an no, old well, English? It, what? <laughs> a lot of people sounded Irish, which is yeah. <laughs> not, like that's what kind of annoyed me about it because it one they sounded a lot of them sounded Irish, yeah, or modern like modern like Manchester English, yes. but it's like these this is old time Puritan English, like yeah. ironically. Um, having a southern accent is more indicative of what old English okay. would sound like. Yeah. Because southern accents are kind of based on old English. Gotcha. So, like, but it, it's just a lot of things felt weird. Like, the the fact that all these kids were having, like, a little rave party. <laughs> yeah. It's like Pur Puritans <laughs> were kicked out of England for having no fun. Like, there's yeah, no yeah. way... And, like, all these kids are fucking around in the woods, and they just so happen to hate lesbians. It's like, what? <laughs> like, that's the, that's the, that's the line? Well, like, this is puritanical. <laughs> this is the colonies. The colonies, like, you've seen the movie The Witch. Of Those course. people, they were miserable and had no fun. It's very different. Again, I, I think this is, you, you can't compare it's, The Witch because I that, know, that dude... Like if you look into his films and even like like something like The Lighthouse, which was the same director as The Witch, he is yeah. like he knows how to write dialogue as realistic as possible during those period pieces. Like he's phenomenal at that. And those are both. Yeah. yeah. Personally speaking, those are like that's like cinema. That's like some good, good shit. Those are both great movies. I love The Witch and I love yeah. um, Lighthouse. But I guess with this smaller budget. Um, not the same type of filmmaker. It's obviously not the writers. And I believe, if I remember correctly, the director, uh, Lee Janaik, and two other people wrote this script. I don't remember about the previous. Probably was the same group of people, but it was like three people from what I, from what I remember, the screenplay. Obviously, it's not their strong suit writing this, this time period's no. dialogue. Um, but I, I did think that was a little meh. You could tell it was made with a smaller budget because they just built this town. But so was The Witch. It was just like the house and the land yeah. around it, which works. 
I, you know, I thought some of the gore was good, like with the pig that ate its babies and uh, some of the stuff that happened with people dying. Personally speaking, like for me, I, I thought one of the strongest scenes in 1666 was the scene with the pastor and the kids where yes. he killed, he murdered like all 12 kids and removed their eyes and shit. And he was possessed basically kind of showing that he was the first person to be possessed and uh, become a killer. So I did like that because it was really eerie and it, it reminded it me was. of like, like a haunted house type setting you'd go through during Halloween. Um, as far as the whole, like, the town was anti-gay and, and, and you know, mad at them, at Sarah Fear because she was a lesbian or whatever. Uh, again, it makes sense if you think about it, you know, during those time, you know, during that time, I guess people were really religious and it was frowned upon that, like, being gay was, you know, the devil's work or witchcraft. Oh, well, it wasn't even just frowned upon. It was a, <laughs> it's no, a sin. It was, it was, it was quite literally, a, you know, a sentence of death yes. like that. And then I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say like they shouldn't have included that. I just feel like mm -hmm. the commitment to the era didn't sell it for me. Gotcha. It just seemed, it just seemed, I don't want to, I don't know. It's like, it's just, I just, it didn't, I think I was bored most of it, it and just kind of got annoyed because again, like, cause I don't know. I, cause like that's, it's obvious. Like we know that yeah. this was not, you know, it's just, just in the name Puritan. We know what yeah. puritanical, we, you know, we still face the repercussions of Puritan is, you know, puritanical ideology in America today. We still, no, of course. a lot of our politics and, you know, a lot of some of our, more conservative culture mm -hmm. is based around all puritanical thinking. No, of course. But it, so like, I feel like, I think my main thing is it was so kind of forced in mm -hmm. this last part. And because the twist is <laughs> like, do we want to get to the, the twist is yeah. it's not Sarah. Sarah is not the one. Which I did it's, like, I did I like, like the twist. Yeah. I like the twist. My only mm -hmm. problem is that there wasn't a lot of foreshadowing to that at all. There was until a little. This part. There was a little. Very, because very the sheriff, little. Sheriff Good, yeah. you knew something was up with him. Sorry to cut you off, but you knew something. Like when I watched that first episode and they introduced the sheriff, there was something sinister about him. You knew something was up. And and I pers I did like that Sarah Fear was innocent and she was a good person. And it just yeah. so happened that this greedy family just wanted to live, you know, these great, like, lives in the future. Like, his ancestors, I guess he wanted his, you know, the people after him to just live. The descendants. Yeah, the, yeah. the descendants to just live these great, you know, wealthy and, 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 and great and good lives. And it was, it was, um, and how, and you, and I do like how you learned that it was all shady side. It was the sacrifices in shady side that helped, uh, was it Sunny Vale? And that's yeah. why there was that division. Like you learn where that division came from. And I, and I do like that as well. I, I think the world build, building, they did do a great job with that. And then him being, again, the, the main antagonist. I, I dug it. I didn't think it was, uh, I didn't think it was bad at all, you know. And again, I, I thought the character, like, the, like Sarah Fear, the way she's portrayed in this, she's very likable and you do kind of feel bad for her, you know. And like when she gets her hand cut off, dude, that was fucking, I was like, ugh, yeah. like it was a pretty good, that was a good effect. And I like how you see that. Like you let you see how yeah. her body and the hand were separated and how, you know, like leading up, you, you find out where all that red moss came from 
that was growing yeah. on the rocks and I, I just liked like how it all went back to that and and that that takes us I think we should jump forward and, and, and focus now on the 1994 part two aspect of this installment that to me and this is where we kind of disagree was the week the all the 94 stuff to me was the weakest part of this trilogy like I, and I love throwback type shit like stranger things and you know movies like that where they take it back to the 80s and the 90s is becoming the new you know the new 80s when it comes to films and 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 being period pieces but i think that was the most forced aspect with the music and the fashion and, yeah. and stuff like that so and, and, and that, the offspring yeah, yeah and that yeah with the offspring and at the end like again that's what i liked about 1666 they couldn't fall back on that they could like they that's true like it it it, it helped it, like they had to avoid using music because that would have completely killed the mood you know of of that entire you know first hour of 1666 um, what'd you think of the ending with the whole, you know, with the, all the killers being summoned and then them trying to defeat Sheriff Good and Good is evil. I did like that. That yeah. was pretty funny. That was a good little word, good wordplay there. What'd you think of the whole mall, uh, the finale, the whole mall sequence? I, Internet, I think it's because at this point we're committed to the story. We want to yeah. see it end. Yeah. So I was along for the ride. I was like, all right, I'm into this. Mm -hmm. My, I think that's why part two is my favorite. It's the least mm -hmm. connected. It doesn't have to yes. fit everything in, and it's just it's 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 a singular mm -hmm. story. Um, but also, <laughs> I thought about this. Like, I get it. Like the good family, they're they've committed to this curse to keep you know bring for good fortune to their family. Yeah, and I thought about mm -hmm. it. But I'm like. Okay, so you could literally ask for anything and have all the good fortune, and you <laughs> ask the thing you chose the most out of anything is to be the sheriff of the town. Like well, his that's, brother, that's... his brother was the mayor, right? If I yeah, remember but still, correctly. that's he's the mayor. Like you could literally, <laughs> you're you're making deals with the devil, and this is the best you can ask for. Like yo, he really literally... wanted to be a sheriff. He really, really wanted to be the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, but it just, it's not that hard to be the sheriff of a small town. Like you just you have to get elected. According to this movie, it is like that was uh that was something oh. he really wanted. I guess it was just an unachievable goal, according to the uh, the lore in this movie. Um, I do like how his brother gets hit by like a garbage truck as he's leaving like yeah. his house, yeah. <laughs> like just like some final destination shit, like a fucking, uh, a garbage truck just fucking destroys his car with him in it. Yeah. Um, but going back to the whole mall sequence at the end there, I do again, and, and, and my one nitpick I'll get to in a second. I do like the whole, uh, sequence where all the killers are fighting each other, where they spray them with the blood. Yeah. And mm -hmm. they, like, just start going at each other. And, again, going – what I just mentioned, my nitpick. The whole blood thing, I'm still a little – I don't know if maybe I'm just missing it. How the killers will avoid people but then will kill a random cop. That's yeah, the, cop had, no, the yeah. cop had no blood on him. Still yeah. not explained thoroughly. Still a little uh, uh, convoluted because they're running around she's cutting her hand they put the blood in the water to kind of spray on other things to get the killers to follow but then when those cops show up they're murdered yeah. like technically the killer would walk right past the cop and go straight to them and i get it fine the cop uh, if the cop shot at the killer i understand the killer like it's the cop is technically getting in the killer's way but one way. of them one of them didn't even shoot at him no. he just got killed 
And it goes back to that sequence in, I think, I believe it was in the first one when they're at the hospital. Like the one asshole boyfriend guy just gets murdered and he had no blood on him. He wasn't in the way. He wasn't like pushing the killer or trying to block the killer. So that aspect of it just didn't work for me. It's not like... Like, I just feel that that whole blood thing. It's cool. It's a cool, like, plot device. But it's I still don't think it was fully fleshed out, even in this last no. story, because those two cops didn't need to be murdered. Technically, yeah. if they were just pointing the guns at one of the kids, the killer would just walk past them. They'd be like, what the fuck? And maybe point their gun at the killer. And that would trigger the killer to kill them because they're technically in the way. But, like, there was a scene of, like, the, the, what is it, the janitor, the guy that randomly decides to help them at the end. And he's just standing there, and the killer walks right past them. Again, that whole thing was kind of weird. I will say all the, all the shots in the mall are beautifully shot. Like, all the yeah. neon lighting. I loved, loved all of that. Um, and I did like the whole sequence with good... And uh, the main girl, I think it's Dina. I keep forgetting if her name's Dina, but I believe it is Dina. Um, Her, like, underneath those tunnels that we keep going back to and her being stabbed. And then she has, I do like that that little uh, touch where they had her tape all the Fear Street books to her chest to avoid. I think she gets stabbed and to block it from happening. And then she saves Sam and they live, you know, happily ever after. And again, it was a good, it was a good way of wrapping up the story with some, you know, some odd plot devices that I feel were sprinkled throughout the entire, the entire trilogy that were a little weird. Um, Again, I I still think she's a great lead character. She was very likable. I thought good was a, was a good villain. That's funny. Good. He was a good villain. Yeah. Um, with, you know, seeing his family's backstory and the reason why he was doing all this, you know, it, it, it worked for me. That ad, Those two characters I thought were very strong. I do like that sequence, too, where I think he touches that big, gross heart or whatever that thing was. Pulsating that, heart, The pulsating yeah. thing. And then he sees all the victims that have been killed and that were killed during 1994. And then he sees Sarah Fear, the original, her original look. That was cool too. Um, but yeah, if you had to give this an, if you had to give this an overall grade, Tom, the whole trilogy out of five, what would you give it? Mm, out of five. I had it out of 10, but I thought <laughs> if I had to do it out of five, um, I'd give the whole thing a solid three. You know what? That's what I have too. A three. <laughs> yeah, it, a solid three. I was gonna give it a sixty-five. Yeah. Because it is fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not high. You yeah. know, it's just a fun time. I like the yeah. characters all throughout. I really like the first one. I felt it fell through towards the end with mm-hmm. too many killers. Yeah. Second one was my favorite. It was straightforward. The most like singular storyline yeah. i like the characters involved mm-hmm. and then i personally just didn't care for the third one all that much mm-hmm. but again it's an overall fun experience i i kept thinking about this this is this overall this is six hours of content oh god dude <laughs> six hours of content and part of me just thought i would have maybe this is me pitching my own thing mm-hmm. it could have worked better if it was maybe a six part series, hour long each, yes. each one each one tells a different story about mm-hmm. a different era of the killer. Mm-hmm. But each episode reveals more and more about the curse till the final act. Yeah. 
that like episode six is where you get to the conclusion where all the all the details mm -hmm. from each a decade are yeah. are lined up and mm -hmm. then they have to enact and take revenge and even if they because it's not like but that's just me personally i just felt like that to me would have worked better because i think it's almost like Maybe they wrote this as one massive script and filmed it in mm -hmm. three different parts. Yeah. Because I think my biggest issue is that, like, I know you said that you saw the foreshadowing. I still feel like maybe because the second part, there was very little foreshadowing because it's so disconnected from the yeah. other two. Maybe it just watching it in sequential order almost made a lot of the pieces feel disconnected for me. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think if it was an episodic hour long each with, because I wanted to see some of the other killers. Yeah. Like there was... There was one that like that one killer who's he's like a he seemed like like a 1920s killer. Yes, the guy like, with the knife. Like, right, he has like a the knife guy with the like knife burnt type face. Yeah, I would like to have seen like that could have been like a cool little noir horror story, mm -hmm. like you know a murder mystery, and then you know you have the girl, and then you Ruby, have like right? this the, the girl the, with the switchblade. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Then you have that one character. I don't. He had like this weird like crimson mask. Yes. Like this long, that guy looked cool. Like I yeah. want to know what that guy was about. <laughs> yeah, I think we we I think we might have briefly touched on that in the last episode. I, I agree. I think this would have worked better as a series, an hour like a six, like you said, six part hour long series. Um, when you watch it, it you could kind of see where it could have been like cut. Like okay, that's the end of this episode. That's the end of this episode, and well, where they like continued. The, mm -hmm. the the last one literally did that. It literally had a part two. Mm -hmm. It literally gave us that edit. Yeah. And it yeah. could have it could have it could have worked as a series. And again, you know that might have been what their original concept was, like Fear Street the series, you know, or whatever nineteen ninety four or whatever. Maybe they would have called the entire thing, um, or like just you know. The Legend of Sarah Fear or some shit. But I do think that that would have made it... A, it would have been easier to watch. Because I, I've complained about it at nauseum at this point. Like, they are, they're fucking long. Like, out of yeah. all of the three, I think this was the only one that required a two-hour long runtime almost. Like, I feel like the other yeah. two didn't need to be an hour and 50 minutes each. Like... I'm what 90 minutes, 90 minutes, two hours. That would have been fine. There was a lot of stuff I feel they could have cut back on and, and changed up. Um, now, me, the rating, again, the rating I'd give it is three. Um, I am curious if they're going to, if and it seems like this was pretty successful, if they'd bring it back and kind of continue the story because there is like a little cliffhanger at the end that someone else gets their hand on the book so maybe they'll yeah. maybe they'll bring back a uh another <laughs> three films i don't know that might be a little oh, extra but you never know but overall i thought it was a cool it was a cool uh i guess kind of experiment because i don't i from if i if i remember correctly i don't think any um netflix has done anything like this where they've had three films no. that are connected in like a event so no this Hopefully it encourages one. them to do that more because that would be kind of cool. And I still say this would have been a perfect October release. They they fucking slacked. Yeah. They slacked on that big time releasing this in the middle of the summer. But maybe they have some other shit coming out in October. That's why they uh they decided to release this in July. But you know what? They it's have a, to, a they little have Halloween in July. <laughs> so. They have to make room for Hoobie Halloween too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I hope not. <laughs> 
I'll watch it. Hubie Halloween too. That could be a Hubie uh, a Hubie Christmas movie. Maybe I'll check that out. But I think uh, stay away from a uh, Halloween. So that was Fear Street Part Three, 1666. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Later, guys. Thank you.